So, Jerry, you're hearing it, but you're not hearing it yet. Lex is doing the garden. Yeah, we've used the, the garden before, right? So I, I guess I have heard it not in a while. You have heard it. You're just not hearing it now until I insert it into the podcast. That's true. You're breaking the magic, Steve. It's the magic of the podcast. Lex only does the garden on special occasions, and today is a special occasion. It's Neil's 70th birthday. That's right. Amazing. It is. You know, it's it's just funny to think back when we started seeing Rush. They were in, what, they're like late 30s? Yeah. And now Getty's 69. Alex is 69, and Neil would have been 70. I know. I know. It seems so strange. When we were seeing them, we were teenagers, and they seemed like full grown-up old men then. (laughs) They're still the same age as they were then to us, right? Yeah, that's right. And the other great thing we need to talk about, Jer, is the Taylor Hawkins tribute in London, which happened, let's see, how many days ago? 11 days ago. We're 11 days behind, as usual. As usual, yep. Getty and Alex played with Dave Grohl, and drummer Omar Hakim, and it was phenomenal. It was. You know, uh, Getty's tone sounded just great, and he was playing that that one bass he has with the clockwork angel symbol on the pit guard. It was awesome. Getty and Alex both were incredible, and Dave played Overture and Working Man, which was right up his alley. Right up his alley. You know, he's always said that he's, no Neil Peart. He's joked about that a bunch of times, you know, like saying what an awful drummer he is, which I don't think is true. You know, he's just being modest. So I think he did a great job. I don't know if you noticed that when he was playing Overture, he was like looking at Getty. Yeah. You know, with the bump bump. Yeah. He's uh, looking at Getty like, am I coming in now? <laughs> <laughs> and he wisely passed the sticks to Omar Hakim for YYZ. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was some crazy, crazy drumming on that song. He is great. I'd never seen him play before, and he is incredible. He is incredible, and he was having a great time. They were all having a great time. I think Getty and Alex really, you know, loved. I know they played at the South Park concert, but you know, this was a more meaty performance. They played three songs, and you could tell they were just loving being back on stage playing those songs oh absolutely and we love seeing them that's for sure and i can't wait to see them when they play in los angeles in a couple of weeks it's going to be awesome yeah it's going to be incredible again the other thing about the taylor hawkins tribute just quickly shane hawkins playing my hero i mean come on yeah he's he's like a a, a mini me right of taylor hawkins he's a prodigy the kid was unbelievable yeah how old do you think he is i would guess 14 15 yeah. And he was wailing on those drums. <laughs> he was. He really was. It was like a little mini Taylor. Yeah. Really incredible. He'll be in the band someday, right? Oh, yeah. I think so. And Dave's daughter, too, right? Yeah. Violet, she sang Valerie, basically just standing at the edge of the stage with Mark Ronson. I mean, she's got great voice and she's like 16. In 10 years, you'll see both of those people in the band. How could you not? <laughs> yeah. Maybe not even 10 years. Yeah. You know, let's graduate high school first, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, let's let's graduate. (laughs) Unlike Dave, let's graduate high school. You can find us on Twitter. We are at RushFanCast. Instagram, find us at TheRushCast. Email Jerry, TheRushCast at gmail.com. The bass intro, that's Lex. He's the best. Jerry, you're the best, too. Give us an email to get us started. Oh, 
Thanks, Steve. This is from Mike. I've been saving this for a while. He sent us this in June, right after Rushfest 2022. Oh, cool. He went there and he sent us like a, a, a little recount of the show. And as usual, perfect timing on your part, reading it now. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. He um, had to convince his wife to go to the show with him by promising that they could do a week before touring Scotland and then end up the weekend of Rushfest going to the show. So good compromise. He got a full week in of touring Scotland and that's, that's where we pick up on the email, Steve. Okay. The trip passed like a dream and suddenly the final weekend we were in Glasgow, home of Rushfest 2022. We were not able to attend the Friday night event arriving in town just an hour or so before the Saturday event was to commence. I quickly changed into my rush fan gear and headed out to the venue, which was a 20 minute walk from our hotel. One block later, I noticed fellow Rush fans wearing tour shirts and naturally struck up a conversation. They were part of a large group from Newcastle, for which Rushfest was an annual pilgrimage. We quickly started comparing notes about our histories and experiences seeing the band live. They bemoaned that Rush never made it out to Europe on the R40 tour as they had all hoped, or they would have considered coming stateside for it. It made me grateful that the U.S. Midwest has always been a given for Rush on their touring schedule. In line at the venue before opening, everyone was a buzz, and we quickly made more friends, including a fellow traveler from the U.S. who had flown in from Maine. By the time the venue opened, we had concert buddies to enjoy the show with. The four acts they had planned for that day were phenomenal, starting with an acoustic artist I had not heard of before, and now I follow. Leonie Jane Kennedy, who did some songs I never thought I would hear acoustic versions of, including killer versions of Cold Fire and Kid Gloves. Once again, I was reminded that Rush lyrics and melodies are so strong that they can transcend genres easily. And her version of Available Light was a showstopper. Next was Moving Pictures from Scotland. I quickly learned that Rushfest organizer Steve Brown was the lead guitarist, and these guys owned it. They were playing with a new drummer due to a conflict with their regular drummer, and she was fantastic. I saw her give their bassist a shrug and a here-we-go look when they started La Via Strangiato and then a sigh of relief when it was all over. From our seats on the side, I noticed Jacob Moon watching Steve and company from the wings, and I went over, introduced myself, and talked to him for a few minutes. It was both of our first times in Scotland, so we had something in common to chat about for a few minutes, and he was very friendly and warm, as you guys know from your conversation with him as well. I had brought a farewell to King's banner to the show in my pocket, and he was gracious enough to sign it for me after his set. He did covers of Gabriel, Genesis, Yes, and Marillion, in addition to Rush and some of his own material. His version of Come Talk to Me was another highlight for me as Peter Gabriel is one of my favorite artists aside from Rush. The final act of the night was R2 and Kepler 10 in their final performance as a Rush tribute band, and they gave it their all. Both full tribute bands were among the best, if not the best, that I have ever seen, and the acoustic sets in between were the perfect change of pace. As the final applause sounded... I reflected on everything that occurred to lead me to this day. It had been very fulfilling and gratifying to have made it happen, and I knew that Neil would have approved of my mission. At the end of the night, I had a brief moment with Steve Brown, sipping a pint and soaking in the well-deserved accolades as folks started to drift away. I thanked him for his big part in keeping the spirit of Rush alive and gifted him my limited edition Chicago rain date hat from the Rush Time Machine Tour that was rescheduled to auction off next year as a my way of thanks. If health and fortune are with me, I will return to Scotland and Rushfest again at some point down the road. But in the meantime, I have several friends to reunion with at the Neil Peart 
Memorial Concert later this year. You would be amazed at the number of folks who have told me they will be making the trip. Hope to see many of you there. You are all bonnie lads and lasses indeed. Cheers and rush on. And that was Mike. Awesome, Mike. Thanks so much for the email. Now we don't have to ask Steve about Rush Fest Scotland, right? Yeah, that's right. Podcast is over. <laughs> you can everyone can go home. <laughs> and we are going to be at a night for Neil. I'm very excited about that. Next month. I know next month. It's been a couple of years in the making, right? Yeah, I believe they've canceled it, what, five times now? Something like that, yeah. And we're going to get you to Lakeside Park, Jer. How cool is that going to be? That's going to be very cool. Going to be very cool. What also is going to be very cool is our conversation upcoming. The founder of Rush Fest Scotland, the man behind Songs for Neil Volume 3, which was released today, Neil's 70th birthday. Steve Brown, welcome back to the Rush Fancast. Hi, Steve. Hi, Jerry. Great to have you back. Why don't you start by telling us how Rush Fest Scotland went this year? We just got an email and read it from a listener who was there. Tell us how it went from your perspective, Steve. We threw it out of the park completely <laughs> in, in, in the best way possible. This was the one that was originally planned for 2020. So it was like three, yeah, three years in the planning because we were planning that since 19. So um, we didn't get any of the VIPs across that we were planning. Originally, we were going to have. Um, Terry Brown and Hugh Sign come across in person. They still weren't ready to travel this year, but they are on for next year. So we have Hugh and Terry and Nancy and Judy, Neil's sisters, are coming across as well. So we're really looking forward to that. And um, we've also bring, we're also bringing across Fleish from Brazil. So there's the plug out of the way for Rushfest Scotland 2023. <laughs> we'll try to pencil in the month for our, in our calendars. Yeah, 6th and 7th of May next year. Um, and that's another thing. This year, it, it was usually just a one-day event. This year, we spread it over three, and it worked. So we had a police tribute band playing on the Friday night, just because their bass player is massive Rush fan, and we all, we, everybody involved in the Scottish Rush scene uh, knows William Winsborough, uh, who also plays in Clockwork Angels, another Rush tribute band. So his police tribute played on the Friday uh, with Jacob Moon. Do you guys know Jacob oh, of Moon? Of course. You'll know him. Yeah. Yeah. So we brought him across. So he was our special VIP and what a lovely, lovely guy. So we're, he wants to come back. We will bring him back. But we thought maybe not next year, maybe 2024 or 25, we'll bring him back across. But he was absolutely wonderful. He played at all three events. So he did the Friday with the, the, the Polis, as they were called, the Scottish <laughs> trivia event. <laughs> Polis. So that, that that was one of the many highlights of the weekend was uh, at the end of their set, they brought Jacob on to sing with him. He's a massive police fan. So there's videos kicking about of Jacob singing really well, you know, the police songs with a full band. And then Saturday was our main event, the full day. We had Leonie Jane Kennedy, who features on the new album, uh, a wonderful English singer-songwriter, a young girl from Blackpool, now living in London. She gave us an amazing version of Kid Loves for this album, just acoustic. Um, so she did a whole set of acoustic rush for us um, and a couple of her originals. And yeah, three other bands on the Saturday. And then on the Sunday, we had acoustic sets in the afternoon from Leone and Jacob again uh, in the Hard Rock Cafe in Glasgow. So that was a really nice kind of chill kind of Sunday afternoon, just a lovely way to round off the weekend. And we made a stack load of money for the charities yet again. So yeah, great success. We're here to talk about Songs for Neil Volume 3. Tell us how Songs for Neil Volume 1 and 2 did. I would imagine you raised a lot of money 
for Cancer Support Scotland and the Glioblastoma Foundation, right? We did indeed. Um, this all came about, as some of your listeners may know, uh, since you kindly, you've had me on a couple of times before. Because we couldn't have our live events in 2020 and 2021, we did these albums. So Volume 1 came out in 2020, Volume 2, 21, and this year, Volume 3. The release dates have always been Neil's birthday, 12th of September. So the first one, as most of these kind of things do, the first one really flew out the window, out the door again, out the park, wherever you want to put it. It, it was a great success. And uh, 2 has done great as well. We've, not, we have, we've sold out of Volume 1. We've still got a few copies of Volume 2 left uh, in vinyl and CD. And, um, yeah, we've raised, uh, I can't remember the, the total now, but overall, Rushfest Scotland's raised almost £80,000, which, what's that in your money? Oh, God, you're going to ask us to do yeah. math? Come on, Steve. <laughs> I did do the conversion. I've got the conversion on our website somewhere. If anybody goes to our main website, rushfestscotland.co.uk, they'll see, which is where I'm going right now, they'll see um, exactly what we've raised. Almost 100,000 US. Wow. In fact, it, it will be now because the exchange rate is terrible for us. <laughs> so, yeah, right now. Which is, oh, it, it's equivalent to 2.3 billion Vietnamese dong. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, just, I had to look at I thought, we must be billionaires somewhere on the planet. And, and Vietnamese dong is my favourite currency. 2.3 billion Vietnamese dong. Uh, so since... Rushfest is back on. Are you going to continue doing the albums, do you think? Or do you think this might be the last one? This could be an, a nice way to round it off because it is, you know, we all know three is a great number. This is volume three. And this year is also Neil's 70th. So again, it's a big one, a special one. Hugh Syme has very kindly done all the artwork for us for this one. So you know, it'd be good to go out on a high note. Not that I'm saying volume four would be crap. <laughs> <laughs> no, we weren't thinking that. No, no. <laughs> yeah, four, terrible. You know, that fourth tribute album is always the worst. Yeah, yeah. And all these, <laughs> all these trilogies that have, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. You guys know Isaac Asimov, do you? Mm hmm Size five, right? Yeah. The Foundation Trilogy. Right. How many are there? <laughs> then he added some. <laughs> yeah, there's about 10 of them now, isn't there? <laughs> so never say never but there's there have been a couple of points where i'm thinking right this could be a good way just to it's done well but the, that's the point though they do do well and they do bring in a lot of money for charity and it's a growing thing so but it does take up a lot of my time i mean every day i'm doing something to do with rush fest scotland but it's a labor of love i do love it but i'm forgetting what my wife looks like <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh about this, but uh, yes. So you've got a double red vinyl LP, which has 15 songs on it. And if you get the CD and the download is 23 songs, right, Steve? Correct. But everyone that buys the vinyl will also get the download. Awesome. So everybody gets the 23 songs. So everybody gets the full whack. Yeah. So we thought we'd go through the album, not necessarily in order, but just pick songs that we liked and uh, we could talk about those and we'll play segments of each of them. Wonderful. And we thought we'd start with the artist you mentioned, Leonie Jane Kennedy. This track is just fantastic. And it's kid gloves. A world of different 
into what's so out of touch Overwhelmed by everything but wanting more so much Call it blind frustration, call it blind man's bluff Call each other names, your voice is rude, your voice is rough Then you learn a lesson that it's cool to be so tough Handle with kid gloves, handle with kid gloves Then you learn the lessons taught in school won't be enough Difference, heads and hearts to fall Careless of the consequence Of constant push and pull Hanger gob and knuckles Anger play the fool Anger wear a crown of thorns Reverse the golden rule Then you learn a lesson That it's tough to be so Tell us about this, Steve. Yeah, well, that was outstanding. This is a uh, young Leone. I've known her for a few years. She's played at a couple of Rush fan conventions in the UK over the years, but uh, I just got to know her in person at Rush Yukon in February of this year when I went down to play with my own Rush tribute band, Moving Pictures. We shared the bill with her. And so it was great to meet her in person and then to actually see her perform just blew me away and actually it was a song Kid Gloves the minute I saw her performing I thought I'd love to have her on the new album and then when I heard her playing Kid Gloves I thought that's the one and uh, she's an incredibly talented singer-songwriter doing her own original stuff but she does all these amazing acoustic takes uh, of Rush with her beautiful voice yeah it really is a phenomenal version because she does the solo (laughs) right acoustic solo on her own and she plays the Alex Lyson PRS acoustic as well. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't she's know that. Package. And she's only, uh, she's very, very young. She is very, very young. Frighteningly young. She's won the Freddie Mercury uh, Music Scholarship Award. She's currently studying in London, um, thanks to that. Studying music. Yeah, she's a phenomenal kid. So the next track we wanted to check out, Steve, is David Barrett's version of Hope. This is very cool. Check this out.
I just love the slide guitar on this, right? Yeah, he's made that his own, which is no mean feat considering what the original was like, you know? Um, that was mixed by Teddy Brown. Oh. That um, David has done a lot of work with Teddy Brown. Teddy's mixed and produced a couple of his albums. He's a, a Canadian chap himself. And um, I think they do a lot of studio work together as well, like uh, courses, perhaps online courses and, and, and back to real life um, production courses in studios. So David and, and Terry are good buddies. And um, I just reached out to David and he instantly uh, said, yes, I'd love to be involved. And he gave us that wonderful song. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe uh, Volume 4 should just be an acoustic album. What do you think? We're putting Steve to work. <laughs> volume 4 is happening. And we're announcing it right here. Well, this is it. And I do have uh, other bands have been in touch, you know. So, the, you know, you think you've got them all, but then more more appear. There are lots of tributes out there. You really could do this forever if, if you wanted to, right? Yeah, if you wanted to, yeah. And one part of me is thinking, it would be nice if we have a version of everything. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So there we go. Just thought, okay, it's going to be at least ten. You know what I mean? <sighs> yeah. The next band we wanted to check out is from Scotland, Clockwork Angels' version of Bravado. And if the music stops. are my buddies based in Glasgow well in fact based in Central Belt Scotland they're in a few towns and cities in the Central Belt of Scotland Clockwork Angels they've been on the go for a little while and I'm so glad to have them on this one they've come through their own personal loss um, they were a five piece originally and their keyboard player a lovely guy called John Eadie he was a great supporter of Rushfest Scotland and we had them playing at Rushfest Scotland events in the early years he died suddenly in November 2019, a couple months before Neil. So, um, not not to bring bring it back to moving pictures, but we on volume one, moving pictures, we did our own arrangement of After Image, which you know we kind of broke it down. Everybody knows the lyric subject there, and we turned the first half of it into kind of ballad, and then we we kind of went full pelt for the end of that song. We arranged that for John. That was our tribute to John originally. Mm-hmm. By the time it came around and we actually went out to gig it, Neil had passed. So the song became our salute to John and Neil. So Clockwork Angels 
yeah, we've got a lot of history with those guys. They're really good friends, really nice guys. And they're going back out, uh, I believe, well, soon. I won't say when, because William told me they're going to be gigging again soon, next year, as a four-piece. So uh, William Winsborough is a bass player, and he's now going to be doing keys as well. So, yeah, wonderful, wonderful band and that phenomenal uh, version of Bravado there. Yeah, I'm re I was really digging this song because Bravado was never one of my favorites when I first heard it, and I've come around to it. So I was really, really enjoying this great, strong version, but very heartfelt. It's really good. Yeah, I, Andy Dixon's vocal. Um, like most of these, well, not most, but a lot of the bands here, the singers don't try to sound like Getty. Right. That's the important thing. That, to me, brings, you know, just shows the strength of the song. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Well, another singer that's not trying to sound like Getty is from the band Solar Federation out of the USA. It's their live version. And how often do you hear a live version, Jer, of the Necromancer? Never, right? Never.
And if you're thinking about having every single Rush song represented on a tribute album, you're well on your way with the Necromancer, right? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> These guys and girls, uh, girl, dug deep there. Yeah, I mean, Solar Federation, they've played RushCon a few times, I believe. And they are also going to be playing A Night for Neil in October. Oh, wow. Cool. We're going to get to see them then. Are you going up to that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Wonderful. So, um, yeah, really great guy. It's um, Julie is on vocals and her husband, Eric, is the guitarist in Solar Federation. So I was really, yeah, it was so good to meet those guys uh, and, and chat. And then when they gave us that song, that's one of the reasons this became a double LP, the vinyl. Because I wanted to put that on, but I couldn't really justify putting on a 13-minute song on a single LP. <laughs> so I just thought, what the heck, let's just go for a double vinyl. Uh, so thanks to Solar, Solar Federation, it's a double vinyl. But um, but then we, we, we've sold plenty of copies in advance to actually make the thing. Obviously, it's coming out now. So that's always a worry, to sell enough advanced copies to bring in the money to get the thing manufactured. Because vinyl, especially, is not cheap to manufacture. And a double vinyl is double the expense. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, but with ha- having Hugh involved, uh, Hugh Simon doing the artwork. Yeah. So this this one sold the most in, in financial terms so far, just because we've had to bump the price up because it's a double LP. I like how at the beginning of this, there's one guy in the audience who recognizes it. Yes. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the version it gave me actually was a bit, a bit longer at either end. So you heard a lot more like a preamble and, and out kind of chat, you know, but I kind of brought in a little bit, but I needed to keep that one guy just so, <laughs> right. just so people will know it's live. You know, they can, right. Because if, if I cut him off, you might think, oh, it's a studio. You won't know till you know, 30 minutes in that, oh, that was a live version. But if you've got that guy at the beginning, he's important. Yeah, it's <laughs> such it's such an incredible version of this song. Like I said, if you didn't know it was live, you would think it was done in the studio. Take after take after take. Yeah, no, they're they are top top music. I think they both went to Berkeley, uh, the, Julie and Eric. Uh, I, I could be wrong, but they went to some top, and it shows they're the consummate professionals. And and uh, yeah, to pull that song off live like that is incredible. So, Steve, your band Moving Pictures appears on this twice. You do a, an incredible version of Red Barchetta, but the song I wanted to talk about is your Closer to the Heart with Jacob Moon. nepotism or narcissism <laughs> whatever way you want but it is as they say in scotland it's my ball <laughs> i'll do with it what i want well it's it's um okay the reason for two moving pictures 
And in fact, I'm on there about four or five times, as is my Geddy, John from, from Moving Pictures, just to fill some of the gaps, because we wanted to have something from most... I almost got something from every album, but the, one, one of the last bands, they didn't quite give me something from Counterparts, so I don't have anything... I've got everything, something from every other studio album, apart from Counterparts, on this one, Volume 3. Anyway, Red Barchetta, we recorded that during lockdown. And it was, we were quite very happy with it. And it's very Neil, isn't it? Mm. So that was the reason for putting that on. But it was a plan when we were doing Rush Fest Scotland this year in Glasgow. We had to involve the audience because, as you know, on uh, exit stage left, I hope it's side three. I might have got that bit wrong, but closer to the heart, all of side three is recorded at the Glasgow Apollo. And for closer to the heart on the album credits, they actually credit the Glaswegian chorus. Yeah. So I wanted to do a retake of that. So I told the audience that in advance, okay, guys and girls, you're going to be recorded here. This is for the album. Do your best. And they did. They did. <laughs> yeah. There's some, there's some pretty strong singers in that audience. Yeah, they're full on. Absolutely. And um, we brought Jacob Moon on for that. So Jacob Moon's playing acoustic on that one. He joined us on stage for that one. So that was, that was pretty special. And we, we had to include that. I mean, what's it like? playing in front of an audience like that, that is singing every single word of the song as you're playing. It's got to be phenomenal. It was. And the thing is as well, and again, not who else is going to blow my trumpet? (laughs) 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 Not to blow my own trumpet, but here I am. I'll get it out. Yeah, doing the organization, and I I personally sell each and every ticket. It all comes through me, so I've got everyone's... um, email address so I can confirm things and if there's any changes and just so I can keep in touch with all the people that buy tickets. A lot of people don't, when they saw me on stage playing as well, uh, that I was, you know, surprised a few people, which I quite like. <laughs> you know, they see me at the end like, you play as well. <laughs> I thought you just organised this. So everything came together and it was just so, it was like three years of pressure coming off from one, one gig. It was for not for everybody. You know, that Saturday was phenomenal. First time in the new venue. Um, I don't know if you saw any photos, but it was a beautiful, it had a glass, it's got a glass roof. So it's like a huge conservatory, indoor conservatory with 400 Rush fans. And it was a really nice uh, sunny day in Glasgow, which doesn't happen often. <laughs> um, so we, everybody was just in great spirits. And uh, yeah, so one of the funny moments, <laughs> the funniest moment, we played most of our set. We played in the afternoon, and uh, everyone was there watching. But they, they kept their distance. There was a I don't know a few feet between the front the, the front row of, of the folks standing to see us and the mojo barrier. But then our last song was um, Xanadu, and once the double necks came out, they'd been sitting on stage all day, so you could see them. They were, you know they were coming. But the minute we put them on and the drone started, it was like with the greatest of respect, the zombie dawn of the dead. Everybody had their phones out and just came slowly towards. <laughs> so I've just—if you see any videos, I've just got a permanent grin on my face. I was just having a ball, you know. I was—I was able to be part of it as well as enjoy it. And you know, mistakes were made, but that's all part of the fun. <laughs> so yeah, it's the best feeling ever. That's a good T-shirt. Mistakes were made, but that's part of the fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> write that down. Write that down. <laughs> the next track we wanted to talk about steve is a guy you've had on your tribute albums before david king and i could have sworn the last time you were on you were joking about him doing something called permanent daves 
and it came to fruition, didn't it? Absolutely. I think, yeah, we were talking about just putting Dave or Daves into Rush songs, weren't we? Yes. Yeah. Working Dave. Dave stands still. You know, <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a listen to this. This is Permanent Daves. Tell us about this. I'm sure you and David had a conversation about this. So how, how did this come to fruition? Well, no, not at all. Dave just, that's just Dave being Dave. He's a massive Rush fan and he's done a few, I won't say regular covers, because every time he covers something, he puts his own spin on it. Instrumental, they're instrumental for a start, um, like he did with the last couple of albums. But this time he tackled a whole album in, in, in the space of four and a half minutes. And we do have him playing next year's event. So that's going to be great fun. Have Dave playing along, and yeah, it's just a running joke. Same with uh, we put after every band's name, like where they come from, what country they're in. But with Dave, we've always just put like Motherwell. You know, it's a, it's a little town in in the central Scotland. So um, when you see the artwork for this one, um, I think we're using initials this time. So it's like SCO for Scotland, ENG for England, USA obviously, CAN. But for David King, it's MOT. <laughs> silly, silly little in jokes like that. And Dave is fine with it. He's he's got a stupid sense of humor like the rest of us. Yeah, when I was listening to this, I'm like, oh, different strings. That's gonna be a cool cover. And then it's like Entree New. Oh, that's interesting. That's gonna be a medley. And then it was just like Spirit of Radio. He's doing all the songs off Permanent Waves. <laughs> ah, so then you got it before you. Ah, that was. So you didn't quite take in the title. You just listened to it and let your ears. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I just thought it was a, like he yeah, yeah. made his band called Permanent Daves. I don't know if he recruited more Daves. I don't know. <laughs> Superb. Yeah. Now, the last track we wanted to talk about, Steve, uh, you would ask us not to play this. We want to save it for the listeners to get the album and hear it. But tell us about the Brune Sphere. Hi, this is so this is the last track on the LP. So it's track, I think it's track 15 yep. overall. Let's say the 23 tracks in the full. CD and download, but yeah, just a, I thought it'd be a nice way to round off the, the vinyl. In moving pictures, we finish off our whole night with the sphere. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, no, I tell you, we finish off our main set with the sphere. It's usually Xanadu, 
while I've still got the double neck on, I play it on the 12 string. And John sings, and then well, everybody sings. And uh, it's all the way to finish off the main set, and then we'll go off, get the hockey shirts on, come back and play Working Man. That's, there you go. So for the folks that have just seen us recently this weekend, that's what we did. So I thought it'd be nice to have the sphere on there. Uh, at one point I thought I'll try and ask a lot of people to send me their them singing it. I would play the music and just try and get lots of people to sing it as in a, a you know, whatever. And then I thought, ah, Mr. Brown, the other Mr. Brown, who we're still in touch with, I asked him if he would uh, be kind enough to do a spoken word as he has done before on Dream Theatre, stuff like that, you know? So um, he said, he took a day and then he came back and said, yes, but I want to say it over Bruins Bane. Mm. So, and that's what happened. So I had to record Bruins Bane and send it to Brune. That was a scary <laughs> <couple of days>. <laughs> <laughs> So He said, you record the guitar, send it to me. I'll add my vocal and mix it and send it back to you. So yeah, that was a, a frightening couple of days. And it was lovely because he, he, he gave me some directions. So I, I, I've been produced by Brune. <laughs> 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 Albeit just that one. So, but I mean, it is that song. And I'm just, you know, thinking ahead to next year. If I, yeah, so that might be an interesting live moment for Rush Fest Scotland 2023. Because we'll have Terry in the room, won't we? So Terry, if you're listening to this, fuck her up. <laughs> <laughs> you're on. <laughs> I have a gig for you, mate. So yeah, so he was he was so kind and great. I mean, I know I know every time I ask him to do something, you that's why it takes at least a day to come back to me. He'll cringe, but then he'll say, Yeah, okay, Steve. <laughs> Let's do it. So yeah, no, that was just it's yeah, it it's a, it's just a unique thing, you know. It's just okay. That happened. I'm still, you know, talking about it now, it still feels a bit surreal. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't want you guys to play it because that's something special that I know everybody listening to this will go and buy the album anyway, but there's an, a bit of extra incentive. <laughs> so tell us again, Steve, uh, how we can order the album. Okay, as with everything, it's all through our main site, which is rushfestscotland.co.uk. Awesome. It's all in there. I think um, for volumes one and two, um, you can still buy the, the download for volume one. You'll get directed to Bandcamp. Uh, in fact, if not from today or very soon, volume three will be going through Bandcamp as well. But come to our main website first and that'll redirect you. And you've still got a couple of copies left of volume two on vinyl. Is that true? Or just CD? Yes, exactly. You know, we've, still, we've got copies on, in both formats still. Awesome. And there are also art prints. Uh, Hugh was gracious to let us do some art prints of Volume 3. We have art prints of Volume 1 and 2, which are phenomenal covers. Um, number one, again, it's super special. You guys, you know what I'm talking about, that that first album cover. Yeah. Two is great, and three is, it's Hugh. It's just something something different. And so it was really fun we were working back and forth with Hugh. Um, he says, his, when I asked him, I was, we were chatting, um, he likes a good blether, does our Hugh. And um, have you had him on here yet? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, you're right. There you go. You know he likes to blether. <laughs> <laughs> so when I thought of, oh, could I maybe ask Hugh if he could do the cover? He didn't actually say yes or no. He just started right away talking ideas. He just, he obviously thought, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I was like, you know, I was like listening and talking. I thought, he's going to do this. He's going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> myself. Yeah. And so he's allowed us to do signed gicle prints 
which is a fancy word for high quality <laughs> of the, the front cover artwork. Uh, and he's going to sign 100 copies of them for us. So they're for sale through the website as well. You've done another amazing job putting this record together, Steve. And we selfishly hope you do a fourth one. But thanks for all you do for Cancer Support Scotland and the Glioblastoma Foundation. And thanks for joining us today on the Rush Fancast. Thanks to you guys, too, because I know we've brought in a few people purely from listening to this podcast who have become friends of mine. You know, guy, one guy got in touch the other day saying, when I said I was going to be on the show, they said it's because of hearing you on here, we found Rushfest Scotland, and they came this year as well to the, to the event. So uh, thank you guys for what you do. The thing I wonder the most, Jer, when we talk to Steve Brown, is how does this guy have time to do anything else in his life? <laughs> right, right. Right? Yeah, he packs in so much. But, you, you know, they say that if you want to get something done, you should give it to a busy person. So he's obviously very busy. Yeah, that's what they say at work for me, too. Hey, give it to Steve. <laughs> yeah. You're the busiest person there. Yeah, exactly. So Steve is the organizer of Rush Fest Scotland. He puts all these great albums together, and he's in a Rush tribute band of his own called Moving Pictures. This guy never stops working. And presumably, he has a regular job as well. Presumably. <laughs> I wonder if they know about all this stuff. <laughs> but these albums are, are really fantastic. His band is really fantastic, and I can't wait to get to Rush Fest Scotland one day. We're going to do it one day, Jerry. One day we will. That's true. And the album... All proceeds go to Cancer Support Scotland and the Glioblastoma Foundation. And Steve is just doing yeoman's work. And we thank him for that. And I'm sure the Rush community thanks him as well. Yeah, he's doing a great job. You can find us on Twitter. We are at Rush Fancast. Instagram, find us at The Rush Cast. Email Jerry. Tell him what you thought of our conversation with Steve Brown. Tell him what you thought of the Taylor Hawkins tribute in London back on September 3rd. If you were there. Send us an email. Tell us how it was. We can't wait to hear it, right? Right. The bass intro was Lex. To go out today, Jar, I thought we'd do David King's Permanent Daves to go out, too. That'd be a cool thing. That's a great idea. Love that. That's what we'll do. And we'll go out with a quote from you, Jar. Let's hear it. I figured I'd do uh, Kid Gloves, since I loved that acoustic performance so much. Awesome. Handle with Kid Gloves. Handle with Kid Gloves. Then you learn the weapons and the ways of hard knock school. Put on your kid gloves. Put on your kid gloves. Then you learn the lesson that it's tough to be so cool. I still haven't learned my lesson. Yeah, you're still trying to be cool, Steve. Stop trying to be cool. There is no try, as Yoda says. <laughs> Either be cool or don't be cool. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. All right, see you.